Good morning. Today we will examine a post-Brexit trade deal between the United Kingdom and Norway, Iceland and Liechtenstein. We will then discuss bettering trade ties between Russia and China and finally take a look at what can be expected from G7 countries in working towards an equitable distribution of vaccines. Today is Friday, the 11th of June. I am Arunava and you're listening to the Leaders Brief by Egomonk. The United Kingdom signed a post-Brexit trade deal with the non-EU countries Norway, Iceland and Liechtenstein last week. Secretary of State for International Trade Liz Truss told reporters after announcing the agreement that the deal would boost sectors such as digital and cut tariffs on UK farm products. Notably, the United Kingdom is Norway's biggest trading partner outside the European Union and with Iceland and Liechtenstein formed the European Economic Area or EEA. Trade between the UK and the EEA was worth 22 billion pounds, approximately 31 billion dollars last year, of which 20 billion pounds or 28.3 billion dollars was with Norway. As part of the new trade agreement, four varieties of UK cheese, two types of cheddar, two types of cheddar, Wensleydale, and traditional Welsh Sherfelly cheeses will be exempt from Norway's tariffs on all foreign cheeses. The United Kingdom's Department for International Trade said reduced tariffs on fish would support almost 18,000 jobs in the processing sector. Ms. Truss said that reduced import tariffs on shrimps, prawns, and haddock would cut costs for fish processing in the United Kingdom, helping support jobs in its northern coast, including in Scotland. Calling the deal ambitious and comprehensive, Norwegian Prime Minister Erna Solberg said, quote, "When Norway is speeding up on its way out of the pandemic, then good export agreements are important." End quote. Ms. Solberg, however, pointed out that at least two issues were yet to be resolved. The first, she said, was that the deal was not dynamic. That is, the rules when changed would not be followed uniformly everywhere. And second, she said, were veterinary rules at the border which have not been fully cleaned up. Talking about trade ties. The customs authorities of China revealed this week that the year-on-year trade turnover between Beijing and Russia increased by 23.6% between January and May, amounting to 50.65 billion dollars. According to China's customs, Russia's exports climbed by 35.3% in January-May, reaching 22.92 billion dollars, and imports increased by 15.4% on the first 5 months of the year, amounting to 27.73 billion dollars. The announcement comes at a time Moscow and Beijing have seen bilateral ties reach their best in years, particularly due to a push from western sanctions on Russia and China. Cross-border trade between the two had jumped sharply, rising 19.8% in March compared to the same 3-month period the year before. The two countries saw a total of 40.207 billion dollars in trade for the first quarter. Both the Asian neighbors have been harshly targeted by the United States of America and its allies for various reasons, most of which involve alleged human rights abuses. While Russia has been attacked for its policies on Ukraine and the rest of Kremlin critic Alexei Navalny, China has faced a flurry of sanctions for its policies on Hong Kong and alleged mistreatment of Uyghur Muslims in the Xinjiang region. Last week, Russian President Vladimir Putin said that the country would deepen its cooperation with China, aiming to generate a trade volume of 200 billion dollars by 2024. Mr. Putin informed that Russia and China had managed to keep bilateral trade at levels above 100 billion dollars for several years in a row. including in the year of the pandemic the statement comes months after yang jiechi the director of china's central foreign affairs commission flew to russia to discuss strategic ties and the two heads of china and russia launched work for four russia built nuclear power units in china chinese foreign minister wang yi pegged bilateral trade at over 40 billion dollars in the first four months this year at a 19.8% year on year increase 
Mr. Wong's Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov, had said in a press statement that Russia would support efforts to synergize the Eurasian Economic Union and Chinese President Xi Jinping's signature foreign policy move, the Belt and Road Initiative. Talking about Russia-China ties, the group of seven, comprising France, Canada, Germany, the United Kingdom, Italy, Japan, and the United States of America, will kickstart their three-day summit today to discuss several issues pertaining to trade and foreign policy. While a change in US presidency will certainly see several landmark proposals, including one on a 15% global corporate tax, a large section of the world would be keenly looking at what the countries decide about the equitable distribution of coronavirus vaccines. While the United States of America and the United Kingdom have maintained effective vaccination drives and are gradually opening up their cities, Germany has only recently picked up speed in its vaccination drive and several parts of Japan still have restrictive measures in place. Chair of the G7 Summit and British Prime Minister Boris Johnson pledged to work towards immunizing the whole world by the end of 2022. Meanwhile, leaders of several countries have urged the group to donate vaccines to lesser privileged countries. The World Bank too, in a joint statement with the International Monetary Fund, urged international support for $50 billion of financing aimed at achieving more equitable access to vaccines and thus helping to end the pandemic everywhere. It said in a press statement, quote, The coronavirus pandemic will not end until everyone has access to vaccines, including people in developing countries. Worldwide access to vaccines offers the best hope for stopping the coronavirus pandemic, saving lives and securing a broad-based economic recovery, end quote. In this light, a broad vaccine rollout plan is expected to be decided with provisions for large-scale vaccine donations. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. Ego Monk helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com that is I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S dot E-G-O-M-O-N-K dot C-O-M to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at the rate After serving all of you for a year as a daily podcast, we have decided to temporarily pause the leader's brief. We'll take this hiatus as an opportunity to reflect on the insights we've gathered and reinvent ourselves. Until then, stay safe and remarkable. Mm.